Greetings and welcome to Unsupervised Learning. I'm Daniel Meisler, and this show explores the topics of security, technology, society, and human meaning. Every Monday, there's a news and analysis episode that curates tens of hours of reading into a concise 15-minute summary, as well as regular episodes featuring essays, interviews, and book reviews on these same topics. The goal is to provide a weekly, concise, and curated update on the most interesting things happening in the world, and to explore ideas that give you something to think about and prepare you for what's coming next. All right, welcome to episode 326. This is Daniel Meisler. Starting off with security news, I've noticed and heard a lot of people talking about a new text spamming technique. The technique is to just text you with a non sequitur like, hey, Charlie, can I still put this stuff in your garage? It's effective because it makes people want to correct them. Like, one, my name isn't Charlie, and two, I don't have a garage. And also, who the hell is this? And if you make the mistake of interacting with them, you quickly find out that they want to send you nude pictures and ask if you're lonely. So best possible thing to do here, delete the message, do not interact with it, do not respond, and uh, please pass that on to your loved ones. Hamas-linked attackers are going after high-rank Israeli officials in defense, law enforcement, and emergency services using profiles of young, attractive females on Facebook. Once contact was made, they then got the targets to install novel Windows and Android malware with software masquerading as messaging and archiving applications and proceeded to steal information. MailChimp had a security incident resulting from social engineering that resulted in the loss of customer data. The data was then used to target people in the crypto and finance industries. This happened a few weeks back. They're learning more about what the ultimate attack was, which was to go after some whales in the finance and crypto spaces. Automox 2022 State of IT Operations. So much has changed in our workplaces the last few years. 60% of organizations say they use more than 10 tools and solutions to manage their endpoints. Remote work has decreased slightly, but hybrid models are on the rise. The talent shortage has proven that better, faster tools are necessary. How's your team evolving to tackle these challenges? If you're interested in understanding how IT ops teams are keeping up, register for this webinar from Automox and download the full report to learn what nearly 500 IT and security professionals have to say about today's most pressing topics. You can register for the webinar and download the report in the newsletter. Researchers at Recorded Future say attackers likely associated with China's government have been targeting power infrastructure in North India. This is part of a disputed region for China and India. Someone found 58 gigabytes of largely Fox News-related data online with no protections, including some employee data from Fox News. C-Metrics is a CISO security metrics startup that just raised $6 million. Technology news. OpenAI's DAL-E version 2 is just spectacular. It's an AI-based image generation engine. It came out about a year ago, and this year's version is massively improved. You have to see this demo. Essentially, what you do is you say, whatever, I want to see a chinchilla play a harmonica. And it will generate you a bunch of images of exactly that. And so many of them are just stunningly good. So they increased the resolution. They just made it a lot more flexible. And the demo for this thing, the video is linked in the newsletter. But there's tons of people who have been playing with it because they got early access. And there's lots of examples online. You've got to check this thing out. It's insanely cool. Google is now letting you search for things you can't describe by providing an image of something similar. 
Twitter is working on an edit button. My favorite quote about this is, I don't know how the world ends, but I'm pretty sure it starts with people being able to edit their tweets. I think I fiercely concur with that. Elon Musk bought around 9% of Twitter and was going to take a board seat, but now he's not. Hard to tell whose decision that was, the CEO of Twitter or him, but, but he's been musking about it on Twitter since last night. Google says it's considering AI-generated content to be spam. I see a big risk of this, actually, with AI-generated content farms in the near future. So just like usual, it'll be an arms race between Black Hat SEO and search engines. Although this one, I, I don't know how the search engines are going to win on this one. Maybe if it's too expensive to use the APIs to generate the content, but I don't think it will be. I think that's going to go to zero pretty quickly. Honestly, I think this is going to be a problem for content creators in general, at least text-based content creators, like people who write blogs, for example, or people who write journalism. Because the issue here is that there are so many topics that a blogger or someone who runs a website might like to host information on, right? Tons of technical topics, security topics. You know, it's possible to be technical in any space, regardless of the technicality of the space. So. You've just got this giant landscape of stuff you could be writing about, but the humans who run the websites don't have the time. So they get these algorithms to write a whole bunch of content. Maybe it's not as good as a real expert doing it, but Google likes content, so it will find it. I don't know how they're going to find out that it was AI written. Maybe there will be certain markers, and of course, they will have a whole team based on looking for those sorts of markers, but I don't see that being a winning proposition over the long term. And I think what this is going to force Google to do is start to index more on the reputation of a site and the author of the site. So if you know, you know, it's, it's my site, for example, they could look back at my history and have a score associated with it. So when they see a new piece of content, one, they look at the content and see if they think it's AI written. But the other piece is this person has not written a bunch of AI written content before. So we're going to score it lower in terms of likelihood of being AI generated. And conversely, if there's like a content farm and they didn't have anything yesterday and now they got a million different things and it all seems kind of generic in a similar kind of voice and there's not really a high score for the author previously of having a whole bunch of you know unique content, then maybe they score that higher as a chance of being fake. So I, I don't know how they're going to deal with it, but it is going to be a challenge for writers in the future, and definitely a challenge for the search engines. Human news. A new study has found 42 new genetic risk factors for Alzheimer's disease. They should start showing up in genetic testing sites before too long, like 23andMe and all those. Cops in San Francisco pulled over a car with no lights and found out it was a driverless cruise vehicle. They actually walked back to the cruiser to uh, do something, and the car just like drove away. <laughs> Uh, they thought it was running, but it was driving very slow, and it just moved a little bit away and pulled back over. Uh, Cruz said it was going to a safer space, but which is, sounds right for San Francisco, but they basically said it was not fleeing. It was just going to a place that was less likely to hurt the officer or the vehicle or whatever. But I'm wondering now if cops are going to have to have the cruise app to like issue a ticket, because there's no one to talk to, of course. Content ideas and analysis. Friendship and vulnerability. I know a lot of friendships where one or both of the friends is considered successful. One thing I see far too much in these relationships is a lack of depth. And I think a major cause of this is a lack of vulnerability. 
If both friends are worried about how the other one sees them, or are concerned they lose respect by sharing something personal, they'll spend a lot of their time posturing instead of communicating. Your life is finite. Friendships are precious. Don't waste them by being guarded. Don't open up to just anyone, but for someone you already trust, you should consider sharing more of yourself, and especially the less than perfect parts. Vulnerability is a way to move a friendship from a 4 to a 6 to a 9 or a 10. You'll be dead soon. Friendships are worth taking risks for. Notes. Currently reading a new book by Robin Dunbar called Friends. Probably where I got the previous idea, actually. Dunbar is the source of the Dunbar number of 150, which is the number of associates one can realistically maintain. And this book just nails how he actually ended up at that number. Just fascinating. And the book also covers a ton of additional research on friendship, which I just absolutely love. It's a great book. Thoroughly enjoying it. A member of our UL community named Joshua used jasper.ai to create some really cool InfoSec article content. This is going back to the content farm thing. He said he spent a few hours on it with the tool and was able to create around 1,400 words, which he shared with the group in our Slack channel. And it was pretty damn good, honestly. No wonder Google is worried about this from an SEO perspective. I mean, the stuff that he created using this tool was indistinguishable from a lot of the crap that I read elsewhere that's put out by actual humans. And that's precisely the problem. Also, can't wait to do the book club for this month because we're reading The Three-Body Problem, which is my favorite piece of science fiction, I'm pretty sure. Discovery, our NetSex Q2 22 InfoSec hiring thread. Quote, I'm not sure I ever enjoyed programming, thread on Hacker News. Explaining the LGBT explosion. Playing with Dolly 2. Open source web scanners. In vulnerability management, we have CVE markdown charts, markdown-based data visualization of CVEs over time by Clear Blue Jar. This is a wonderful project. Got to check this one out. Basically, it shows a timeline of releases about a particular vulnerability, like patch information. It's integrated with the uh, Microsoft Research Center. Really, really cool stuff. In Recon, we have Trouble Hog 3, a new version rewritten in Go. Much faster, supports GitLab file systems, S3, and has the automated ability to check whether or not a given key that is found is actually valid, because there's an API to do that within AWS. And lots of performance improvements, because it's written in Go. Vulnerability management, Spring for Shell scanner, scanner to find Spring for Shell within your environment. Recommendation for the week. The recommendation this week goes back to the previous point. If you have a friend that you trust, but who you feel you're not as close to as you'd like to be, ask yourself if you're presenting too flawless of an image to them. Lead with vulnerability more and be explicit about it. Say something like, hey, I feel like we're always putting a good face on and not talking about our problems. And I think it's keeping us from being better friends. I'd like to change that and I'll go first. Maybe friendship is more important than comfort and safety. Aphorism of the week, there is no greatness where there is no simplicity. There is no greatness where there is no simplicity. Lev Nikolovich Tolstoy. Unsupervised Learning is produced and edited by Daniel Meisler on a U87 AI microphone using Hindenburg. Intro and outro music is by Zombie, with a Y. And to get the text and links from this episode, sign up for the newsletter version of the show at danielmeisler.com slash newsletter. We'll see you next time.